Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Into the Fire. Yes, and on this week's episode, we were actually guests for Dr. Barbara Lowe, who's a a psychologist and has her own podcast called Whole Life Podcast. And she interviewed us about overcoming trauma in our marriage. It was was really powerful. It was so powerful, wasn't it, doll? It really was. And as we were sharing our story, she was putting psychological terms to it and helping us understand. And we think you're going to love this. And especially if you're a couple, you know that being married takes choice, takes commitment, and it takes work, (laughs) and it takes healing. It definitely does. And most of all, takes humility, darling. It really does. Because humility has no worthy opponent. So when we humble ourselves and we walk softly, we can walk together and walk together with the Lord. Mm. So you are going to enjoy this Mm. podcast. It is amazing. And Dr. Barbara Lowe, like Kate said, she's a PhD. She's a licensed psychologist. She's a life coach. She's a minister and owner of business. She owns Greenleaf Psychological and Support Services uh, whole life, whole family. So Mm. you can get all of that information uh, and she's know. a member of our church. And she's a member of Catch the Fire Raleigh, yeah. which is fantastic, isn't it? Dar? And so. I think, you know, what is so amazing these days is that there are resources to help couples. You oh. know, when we were first married, it we didn't know where to go to get help. You know, Dr. Barbara and her husband and her team, they offer like marriage intensives so that you could actually go through marathon counseling. Wow. And trauma counseling to actually help improve your marriage totally amazing we say yes do it yeah it's worth the investment it's worth the finances it might be the cost of a vacation but so worth it so anyway we're going to leave you to listen to this podcast we know you will enjoy it you'll get a little insight into duncan and kate as well enjoy well, hello, amazing, gorgeous you. And for you men out there, thank you that you're listening to Hello, Handsome Yous. We have pastors Kate and Duncan Smith on the podcast today. They're over Catch the Fire. They're the overseers over Catch the Fire. And they're going to talk to us about trauma healing and how trauma healing improves your marriage and how trauma can be a big trigger in your marriage. So get ready. You're going to be so encouraged. You're going to experience more of Jesus, more healing, more grace. It's going to be so good and so real. Well, hello, amazing, gorgeous you. And for you men out there, I'm so glad you're telling me you're listening as well. Hello, handsome yous. We have pastors Duncan and Kate Smith from the Catch the Fire movement. Uh, Please welcome to the Whole Life Podcast, pastors Duncan and Kate. Oh, it's so good to be with you again, Dr. Barbara, and um, thrilled to talk with you today yeah it's lovely to be with you thanks so much you know you you guys actually just live right down the street from me and and i attend your church uh but yet uh when i travel different places they're like oh you know then i went to this meeting where duncan and kate smith were there and that you know these things happen i'm like ah 
Uh, so, so your testimony is all out there. You're changing lives in some ways you don't even know about, but I'm hearing Yay. about. Yay. And we're right, so that you're part of our church, Barbara. And yeah. Um, yeah, we love what you're doing. We love how the Lord's using you to bring much healing to many people across the body of Christ. Mm. Yes. Yes. My calling is to heal the trauma sick and equip the body of Christ to heal the trauma sick and uh, to teach us how to do that through faith, fire and psychology methods. And I wanted to have you guys on the podcast because God has worked in your life in, and in your marriage in this area of trauma. And so I was hoping that y'all could just kind of, we want to kind of look behind, behind the veil here and hear the nitty gritty of what God has done in, in show, revealing your trauma to you, healing your trauma and how your marriage was with less healing and how it is now with more healing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think, you know, just really quickly, I'll, I'm just going to jump in first. Yeah. We, we had never really heard of inner healing or healing life's hurts uh, when we were in the UK and 22 years ago, uh, as a young married couple, we had three children at the time, six, four and three, um, somebody uh, said, you guys need to go to Toronto. And we ended up going to Toronto to go to the revival that we knew, even in England, was exploding. And so we were excited to go. What we didn't realize was that we were on a journey, on a collision course in a healthy way, with the Holy Spirit bringing us into a revelation that actually we weren't the finished work of Christ in its perfection here on earth, we might be in the heavens, but here on earth, we certainly were not enjoying that perfect man in Christ Jesus that we each thought we were by faith. <laughs> and we were actually smashing each other without realizing it. And we both got baptized in the liquid golden honey love of our heavenly daddy. And as we got healed, as we received that, that extraordinary love, we realized God loved us as we were, but he loved us too much to leave us as we were. And we with really through John and Carol, we ended up on a 22 year journey into more and more healing from life's hurts. But it was all kind of your classical inner healing. It wasn't until three years ago that we heard about trauma counseling and that took everything to another mm. level, didn't it, Kate? Yeah, it really did. And so we were a couple that loved Jesus, were called to be in ministry in our local church. We both had different jobs. We were kind of bivocational ministry marketplace, but we were hurting each other because what was happening was that we were coming up against and rubbing up with each other. Um, triggered. Triggered <laughs> by the culture that we were raised in, the Christian culture we were raised in, um, what we didn't or did get from our families that was good, bad, or terrible. And we were trying to make sense of creating a godly family, but really being triggered by one another and hurting each other and, and just not understanding how we were going to get free of that. And so, oh, I, yeah, so, I mean, it was, we had it all, Barbara, mm -hmm. you know, um, we were in love until we got back from our honeymoon and <laughs> we had a pile of gifts that we were ready to open 
And Duncan started ripping them into it. And I'm like, stop, we've got to write down who these people gave, what they gave us. And, and then the next offense was he dropped something on the kitchen floor and took the dishcloth and, and picked it. And I'm like, stop. And we realized we were very different. Right. Uh -huh. And so we, we all have it's kind of gridlock problems where we have personality differences. And what we find from the research, it's not that we have differences, but how we talk about those. But mm -hmm. the real places of hurt, and it could be an argument about a dishcloth, but often it's really not about that. It's about the these kind of deep and profound sensitivities what, deep on the inside where we need that, that touch. And those places are from previous experiences where there's been damage. So yeah. can we go a little deeper into oh, yes. maybe what some of those themes are for you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, for me, my experience aged five and three quarters was my parents sent me to boarding school. And so I experienced profound abandonment and a sense of rejection um, and therefore unworthiness. And the whole cycle of shame, fear and control then all kicked in. And and so it's like there's a there's a little tiny boy that somehow uh, felt disconnected from all of the the love and affirmation that I was created in God to receive. Yeah. And my and then and then that cycle was then repeated two or three times a year for the next 13 years yeah. um, because I went to boarding school my entire life. Um, and so for, for me, anything that resembles Kate rejecting me or that for whatever reason I feel in the tone of her voice or, you know, that somehow I'm not pleasing to her, that just triggers this sense of abandonment and the trauma of that just comes rushing up to the surface and my brain just goes into this sense of fight mode mm -hmm. that has been a pattern my whole life where I don't actually need you. So I don't need anybody. I've learned to be alone and get on with life. And of course, we were not created to be alone. Mm -hmm. we, need, we do need each other. I do need Kate. But, you know, those are the sort of areas where I would just go do lally. So uh, such a beautiful uh, acknowledgement of what so many of us struggle with, where we were left alone with our emotion. We were left alone without connection. Like we're made to kind of plug in, but when there's no place to plug in or you can only plug in over the summer and the holidays, and then you got to unplug and then deal with it all yourself. We're not made for that, right? We're made to deal with those intense emotions of life in the context of of secure attachment. Yeah. And so it makes sense that uh, you want to do what's, what we call stonewalling. Hey, I'm not talking about that ever again with you. I'm pulling away. I'm reversing the car. I'm going to park somewhere else. We can talk <laughs> about other things, but I will not connect with you on that point. And we know from stonewalling, um, we know from research that criticism, defensiveness, uh, cynicism, it's actually called something else, but it's like cynicism, um, and uh, stonewalling are the four predictors of divorce. But yet those very things we do, if we're not careful, regarding our insecurities. Yeah. Right. What yeah. about you, Kate? 
Well, for me, my experience was different. I was raised in a home where my parents were present, but in some ways they were absent because they gave their life to the ministry mm. and to other people. We had an open home. People came in many times, sometimes some people that were a bit dubiously unsafe. Yeah. And yeah. my parents fostered children and children with emotional needs. And so I always felt like I was the good child because I didn't really object, but I was shut down in my heart. And that unplugging of connection and checking in, maybe quality time and an affirmation wasn't there. And also we were expected to be a certain way, mm. like go and say hello to these people. Mm. Even though inside I'm falling apart, I never learned to process my emotions in a healthy way, to acknowledge that I was sad or unhappy. It was like, you know, wearing a mask, just getting on with the function. And so I think I really never learned to fully express what I needed and what I would want. Mm. And so my defense mechanism was one of, I'm going to push you away before you push me. Yeah. And rage or anger, frustration, not being heard. Mm. And so it was a perfect storm, basically. <laughs> and I would say to Duncan, yeah, you didn't live with your family, but mm -hmm. let me tell you, it wasn't all sunshine and, and roses yeah. living in, in the family home. And there were times that I felt unsafe and uncovered. Mm. Mm. Yes. And when we have that history and it kind of gets written down in our beneath the surface memory uh, and in our emotional learning, then when our spouse or significant other is uh, maybe even doing something benign, we can see, we can feel like that theme is there, mm. you know, and then I know Tim has said, that has nothing to do. Like when I finally, I'm like, well, that's because of this thing that happened in my childhood when I finally, uh, you know, understand it. He's like, but that has nothing to do with me. And we've, he's had to learn and we've had to learn. We have to embrace this with each other because we both have history. We have both have sensitive spots and soft spots and there's healing that comes from the Lord, but then there's a beautiful healing and showing up for one another around those soft spots. Have you guys discovered some of that? Yes, oh, yeah. we have actually. And, you know, for me, Duncan was a, um, an example of a healthy man mm -hmm. when, you Thank know, you, on his best days. And I, <laughs> I've said to him, you know, because uh -huh. those triggers are not every day. No, and thankfully, no, over the years, all. as we've yeah. got healed, we've been yeah. able to recognize that, mm. that he's actually become that person of healing. So if he mm. connects with me, asks me how I'm doing. Um, wants to give me quality time, then I feel like that's the love of the Father working through him to bring healing in that place that God's called him to bring. Yes. Yeah, so good. Well, what about that. you, Duncan? Yeah, and I think that, you know, Kate has created such an amazing safe place for us in our home. And I've never once doubted her love for me. I may have been frustrated by the, you know, the sort of um, the expression of frustration or particularly, I think, because we come from different cultures, even though we're both English. Mm -hmm. Kate comes from a different part of England than I do. And 
my and also of course I'm a third culture kid because I'm Nigerian but I'm also British but then I'm my own unique culture as third culture anyone who's a third culture kid knows and understands but so we would have our cross-cultural we'd have our cross talks with culture mm-hmm. and a lot of I think a lot of it is tone you know yes the tone of a person's voice in a marriage you know is more important than I think we give credit for because yes. you know somebody can say um I didn't I didn't mean it like that or someone can say I didn't mean it like that and you know the the difference in tone and I would I would say that you know there may have been tonal differences that we've struggled over but overall I've just been super blessed by watching Kate go on her journey of healing and her journey in the father's love where she's become more and more healed up in her heart and created especially for our children, a home that I never experienced mm. that has just been a really healthy place for our children. And it's mm. it's fascinating to us that, you know, our eldest daughter is about to become the lead pastor and with her husband at Catch the Fire, our church in Raleigh. And our middle daughter is married to an amazing guy. They want to be in ministry. And our youngest daughter is married to an amazing guy and they want to be in ministry. Um, you know, each in various degrees and ways, but they all love Jesus like crazy. And I think it's because the healing journey that we've both been on and we haven't hidden our our journey from our children. We've included our children in our journey, if that makes sense. I think it's so important because we need to model for them the healing process because no one comes through life unscathed. I mean, middle yeah. school, right? Uh, <laughs> just, yes. I love that you talked about prosody or tone of voice, because oftentimes when we're getting into the more primitive part of our brain, when we're being activated, uh, it's actually uh, the person we're with that hears the tone before we do. They like we can often tune in to your, that you're being activated before you're tuned in to being activated. And that's both for male and gender, I mean, male and female. Um, and so sometimes we can help each other and this is hard to do, but really when you break it all down, we're just too, uh, I mean, we're spirits, but in this activation place, it's our nervous system that's being activated and that nervous system when it's being activated and going to, uh, those faster parts of our brain that are also very reactive. Mm -hmm. If we can hold each other in that place rather than react back, it's so much better, but that, that takes to the spirit. I think I must be stuck in the primitive part of my brain or something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, I would love to get into the trauma healing that you guys talked about. Uh, I believe uh, because uh, you guys have mentioned, Kate has mentioned this to me before, but when we talk about trauma healing, we talk about that we go into a a window called the renegotiation window and we uh, do something with that trauma that's different from the way we originally experienced it. And then we kind of allow it to close up and it can experience a healing. So uh, there's so much more I could say about that, but I believe that you guys went to, or I know Kate did, went to some kind of, uh, there are different modalities that do that. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with trauma healing? Yes, absolutely. We've done a lot of the restoring the foundations, 
kind of in a healing model, um, Elijah House, which is the Sanfords. And that was great, but it, it was all in the, um, in the mind the and the soul, uh, the heart. But what it didn't do was to release the trauma from our physical cells. And we suddenly, um, in the last few Carol. years, through John and Carol Arnott, who have been relentless at encouraging us as leaders to get more healing, because we all now believe that if we get more and more healing, then we are a free-flowing vessel for the Holy Spirit to come more powerfully in our lives. Yeah. So they modeled that for us. And they said, Duncan and Kate, you need to go and visit this, this counselor. Yeah. And um, she... Um, so I, let me take that. Basically, so I went, it, yeah, I went first. The and I, I must admit, I was really skeptical. Mm -hmm. And But I went because John and Carol were just so, you know, encouraged. You know, they were they're just so set on, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so... Just before I went, I was in that place where I was asking the Lord, Lord, what should I bring up? And I suddenly realized it was a Sunday morning. I was going up the following week uh, to Toronto, which is where she is. And I suddenly got in touch. I thought to myself, goodness, I feel this incredible sense of butterflies in my stomach, this anxiety in my stomach. And it's because I'm going to church. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, I have that every single week. I've had that my whole life. And then I thought to myself, that has got to be a problem considering I'm a pastor and got a, and a career <laughs> pastor. Why am I so anxious about going? And I've got this physical feeling of butterflies about going to church. And I wasn't even preaching that Sunday. In fact, I didn't have any role. And so I thought, I'm going to bring that up. And so I brought that up to her. And what she did was... Uh, she helped me to understand that as we, as she did this, e, she called it EMDR. EMDR. Mm -hmm. You can probably explain that to everybody. But basically, she was tapping on my knees to help my my brain to reconnect where I'd been disconnected, and also to somehow release the trauma from the cells in my body. And it was absolutely amazing because as she began to to take me back into the memory of my first experience at church, I realized that as a little five-year-old boy, I'd been put into this every week, every Sunday, into the, into the church that was full of children that some of them were like 18 years old. I felt so small and so terrified. And as she just helped me through all of that and then was doing all the MDR on me, um, after several sessions, which I had all at once, I had six hours straight with her, um, all of it left me. And, I, and, and the fruit is in and of itself because the following Sunday, I could barely wait to go to church. That is so good. So when we, when we, EMDR uses bilateral stimulation. So we're stimulating the two different sides of the brain, whether it be taps on the knee or I often use an, a, a, a oh. light bar. And we're going into that trauma, we're going into a trauma memory, and we have tools for getting to uh, where the symptom is linked to a memory. And then we're pairing that memory with a different experience. And then when we close it up, we still remember from an autobiographical sense what happened, but 
the emotional learning has changed. And I, I love that you pointed out a couple of things. One is, uh, you, know, you still remember what happened when you were little, but your emotional learning and experience changed. You uh, brought up a, a kind of therapy that uses the renegotiation window, which is really good science. And also marathon therapy or intensive therapy, my favorite kind of therapy is when people come in for two or three days and spend uh, the day with me, which I guarantee six hours within an eight hour span. And I see so much change. We do this for marriages, marriage therapy too. Intensive therapy is so powerful. So good. What about you, Pastor Kate? Yeah. Well, for me, I didn't do the six hour marathon. I did two hours and um, several times. I've done it about three times. And I've always gone with an open heart to say, Holy Spirit, you direct where you're going to take me in this. And it's interesting because I found myself in in bodily um, positions, should I say, that I was like, what on earth is going on? And I was coming out of my seat. (laughs) as I was feeling trauma leaving my body and I was like pinning myself down and unraveling and untwisting just because I'd started with a sensation in my stomach of butterflies or anxiety. And, you know, sometimes this bodily feeling of something was moving around and I I felt like I was unraveling and I'm like, if I try and rationalize this, I've lost the point. Yes. I was like, yes. Holy Spirit, you're here. You desire for me to be free. And I'm just going to trust you and go with this. Yes. And I'm go with this beautiful yeah. um, therapist who's a godly woman and trust the process. Yeah, I was just reading uh, the scripture that talks about a cheerful heart is like medicine. And in the Passion Translation, it says, but a crushed spirit um, uh, makes the body sick and makes you depressed. Now that's a paraphrase and I know I've mucked it up, but the body tells the story yeah. and trauma wow. is held, held in our body and in our nervous system. And it often moves out from the, from the inside out. So yeah. that's amazing. And you know what I love about that story too, Pastor Kate, is that you were so suppressed and your voice was suppressed and your sympathetic nervous system, you had to kind of go down into a deep freeze to, to, um, to survive. And I don't mean that your parents were abusive or anything like that, but the, the environment, you knew you had to shut yourself, you know, knew you had to take your real self down to like below sea level, right? Like way down in there. Um, and so it was in a deep freeze and here it comes out. And sometimes when it comes out, it feels weird. You know, it feels uncomfortable. What is this? (laughs) And it was interesting um, as well because I had this lower back pain Mm -hmm. that I was like, "What is this?" And and it was like I'd not been really that conscious of it for too long before. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to tune to this. There's some trauma hidden in my hip." Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we went after that. We trusted the journey of the Holy Spirit through the skillful hands of the therapist. And that back pain went. So good. Uh, it was just wow. amazing. You know, when you think about uh, between zero and seven years old, we, we remember very little because we don't have, we don't remember autobiographical memory till we're around three, maybe two, because we don't have language. And then between three and seven, 
well, between zero and seven, our brain restructures so much that we don't have that much memory, but yet all that is in there. And a lot of it is encoded in our implicit memory, in our body, in our felt sense. Think about that because it's there, but it's not in autobiographical. And so it can show up in our lives like this recurrent pattern. I mean, I know as pastors, sometimes you look at people and their gait, you can almost tell something happened, but they like, they're like, no, I'm, you know, and sometimes it's stuff from really early on. And when that stuff comes out and through, it could be mostly from a sensation memory that moves through. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So fascinating. Well, uh, as we wrap up, what uh, what would you say? Uh, what would you say to the person who's thinking about getting some trauma healing, or maybe that is struggling in their marriage? Yeah, hundred percent best investment you could ever make in your life. Yeah, and a lot of people say, "Well, it's expensive. Why would I do that?" And you know, we're used to spending money on our hair, our clothes, our vacation. But if we could realize that if it's not just self-improvement. It's actually because the fruit of that will mm-hmm. be a blessing to our spouse. Our and and I would say people that are struggling in their marriages, it's probably because of all the triggers and all the act- yeah. activation. And we have realized that the more work we do individually, the more we can understand. And so it's worth it if you're committed to your marriage and God has promised that he's with us in our marriage, that we can overcome with him if we're willing to go on the journey with him. So absolutely, yes. Yeah, and I would just add that humility has no worthy opponent. And so it it takes humility to be transparent. And someone once said to me, and it just made so much sense, you can't do anything about what others have done to you. The only thing that you can be responsible for is your own rea- is your own reaction. Mm-hmm. Well, if we yeah. can if we can open our hearts up and have help from professional therapists, and especially of course Christian professional therapists for us, that that's the best. Mm-hmm. Then we we in doing that, in walking that transparent and humble road, we end up being in the strongest place that we could possibly be in our lives. And we we become champions of other people because we don't have to be Mm self-defensive. We can be the champions of others instead of the accusers of others, which most marriages, I think, break down because you go into accuser mode. You're not this, you're not this, you're this, you're that, rather than, hey, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm going to deal with that. And I'm so sorry. And how can I help you become this, this? Yes. You know, unhealed wounds really is a a baking ground for our, for sin. Right. And, and, and for ways that we hurt one another. And um, the research shows it takes uh, to really have trustworthiness, like uh, true trustworthiness in a relationship. It it takes 15 years roundabout wow. of continuing to turn toward, to turn mm. toward. That's what the research shows. But when we're real, we have a lot of wounds and we're doing the defensiveness and criticism. We often there's a, there there can be these little turning aways, and that can turn into 
um, kind of disdain. And that's when uh, things really unravel. So we want to catch these things early. We want to know that there's help, that there's help, that really uh, that we that there's so much we can do with what I would call clean psychology. And so I'd really want to encourage you all to find a Christian therapist, but also someone who is skilled in trauma. Uh, you definitely need something beyond uh, just just straight up. Um, I love biblical counseling. I love the Bible. But if you're really going to want to do um, incorporate the science, uh, you want to get uh, someone who's trauma trained to work in that renegotiation window. And um, I think finding a Christian is important, too, because uh, there's such a divide over how people see identity and sexuality and yeah. marriage and relationship these days, uh, that it is important to to also find a Christian. And uh, there are ways of doing that. Uh, you could always go to drbarbalow.com forward slash contact and ask me if you have a question about, about how to find a good uh, Christian counselor. Uh, thank you so much for being with us, Pastor uh, Duncan and Kate Smith. And y'all, they've been so humble, but they're over like 200 churches. Like they, oh. they travel the world. Like they haven't even come on here and mentioned all that, but come on, y'all tell us. <laughs> you are overseers of how many churches? Yeah. Well, we've lost count, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> this morning we were on a Zoom call with a hundred screens with just our Sri Lankan churches. Oh my gosh. And we've got over 300 churches in India. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got over 200 churches in Sierra Leone. So, yeah, I just say those by way of we, we're now at the place where we know we've got 130 churches that are, if you like, part of the global family officially. And then we've got movements that have joined the family officially. And in their world, they've got several hundred churches. Yeah. But it's a joy because we don't do it alone. No. We're we're smart enough to know we need help. We need lots of teams and lots of healthy leaders. So it's all good. It's a joy. Which is the fruit of... Healing. Um, healing and trauma healing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In my in my healing process, I have a success path, but the last step is um is launching because why do we do all this healing? Yes, we want to feel better, but really we want to be more like God and closer to God. And two, we want to do the thing that we were put on earth here for and bear amazing fruit. And yeah. so that is that is where where we go to in the trauma healing process as Christians. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we can find out more just by going to catch the fire. CTFRaleigh.com. And we've lot we've got lots online, lots of messages, content, etc. And, and our own podcast, Into the Fire. Into the Fire. And also we are launching a new album from Catch Spine Music. It's mm-hmm. some of those old favorite songs from the vineyard days, which I think they're going to be a blessing to the nations. Again. Oh, so yeah. good. I love those good old songs that really lift up Jesus, man. Oh, yeah. the holy good. and anointed one, it's called. It's yeah. amazing. Thank you so for good. having us. It's a joy. Yeah, really. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks, Thanks Barbara. Dr. Barbara. Woo-hoo. And I love y'all too. And I'll see you guys in all the usual places. 
Oh, that was so good. Oh, wasn't it good to be with Pastor Kate and Pastor Duncan? They are so filled with the Lord and so honest. Hey, are you feeling like I need some trauma healing? Well, I want you to know that God is for you, that you're not left out, that these tools, these faith, fire, and psychology tools really do work, my friend. And that's why, it's why we do this podcast. It's all about you and getting you whole and healed. You are loved, my friend. You can email me at drbarbaralow.com forward slash contact and let me know what you want to hear more of on the podcast. And, and I'd also love to hear about what's helping you. I'll see you in all the usual places, beautiful friend. Bye.